Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every goal, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a game-winning goal in the final seconds of overtime or a shot on the goal in the first period. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. And now, direct from Las Vegas. Welcome to Football Forecast Weekly. Each week, your host, Trip Mitchell, will introduce you to the top handicapper in Vegas, Dennis Tober, and one of the top sportscasters in the U.S., Fred Wallen. Today's edition of Football Forecast Weekly is brought to you by MyBookie.ag. For the best in sports betting, go to MyBookie.ag, and you can win just like Dennis, Fred, and me. And welcome to another week of Football Forecast Weekly. Hi, everyone. I'm Trip Mitchell, and I'm honored to be here each and every week with Fred Wallen in L.A. and Dennis Tobler in beautiful Las Vegas. And Dennis, right off the bat, the college football situation is starting to get um, get put in a little more focus. I feel bad for the people who follow Cincinnati because that's a team that could go undefeated and not make it into the Final Four. Dennis, what are your thoughts? Yeah, once the committee starts making their selections for the bowl games, I think they throw everything out the window except for the money. Uh, I hope Alabama gets beat between now and then, and I think Oregon and Ohio State just might get beat too. And along with Georgia, those are the four right now at the top of the ladder. So I'm hoping three of those four get beat before the end, and Cincinnati can get in. How about BYU? They haven't been beat, right? Well, no, I mean, they, they lost a tough one to Baylor. So yeah, they, they lost to Baylor. Baylor's yeah. another one. What about Baylor, you know? Those are some good teams. So I, I just think uh, the committee saying that this team looks better than the other and putting Alabama in number two, even though they've got a loss, and putting Ohio State behind Oregon just because Oregon beat them, I don't think that's the way it's supposed to look. And I can't believe you leave Cincinnati out because I don't think Alabama plays very tough competition. They played New Mexico State. They played Mercer. Give me a break, you know. So uh, that's my thoughts. My thoughts are that three of these four teams won't be in the playoffs, and I'm hoping it turns out that way. So real quick before we get to Fred, what's the rationale behind Texas and Oklahoma going to the SEC? It would seem to me by staying where they were, one of those two teams has a great chance of going to the BCS and, and being in the top four in the SEC, they're going to get beaten up all year. Well, it's mostly because of the money during the year and the TV contracts. It's much bigger in the SEC than the big 12. So, so this is a money team. grab. It's a money grab. That's it. That's what it is. The whole the whole change in conference situation is money grabs, TV contracts, et cetera. It really doesn't have anything with the, to do with competition. 
I mean, even and, weak teams are going certain places. I I, I heard where uh, can't remember what uh, Loyola Chicago is going to go to the Atlantic 10. You know, so I mean, every school seems like they're moving to every other conference for some reason or another, and it's all about the money. So, Fred, can you remember going back a hundred years? to when they would have one college football game on Saturdays, and that would be on ABC. Uh, and we'd be excited to see that one game. Do you remember those days? Yeah, I think there was one on CBS and one on ABC most of that time. Uh, they had a rule that you couldn't be on more than twice a season. Uh, so, you know, the Pac-12 has sort of gone in that direction by not putting their games on direct TV because nobody can watch them. Uh, I'm, I'm kidding, but I'm not kidding. Uh, certainly in basketball, that is the case. Uh, I think three of the first four UCLA games, uh, not on anything, uh, one on ESPN, the other three on the Pac-12 network. UCLA is the second-ranked basketball club in the country. Two weeks into the season, doesn't matter. But I, I'll talk about the, uh, the, the BCS thing. Um, I don't think Alabama – I think it's Georgia, Alabama, and everybody else. If Ohio State runs the table – they're going to beat out Oregon for that third slot. The Pac-12 is not as strong, obviously, as the Big Ten. There are no comparison. Oregon could run the table, but even if they do, if Ohio State beat Michigan State and Michigan, uh, they, they are going to be the th third slot, and Oregon's going to be the fourth. As far as Cincinnati, the conference simply AAC, not as tough as the SEC. That's why Alabama gets a second slot with a loss, and, and Cincinnati undefeated uh, is in that fifth slot. Oklahoma, of course, dropped out with the uh, loss to Baylor last week. And uh, they're, they're, I don't think they could make it back unless a miracle happens. As far as Michigan and Michigan State, it's uh, Michigan State beat Michigan, but Michigan's ahead of Michigan State based on percentages, based on stats. Even in the game where they lost, they outnumbered uh, uh, Michigan State by a lot. So common sense would say, well, you still have to give it to the team that won. But there's so many stats involved, and Michigan beats Michigan State in every single one. If one of them can beat Ohio State, obviously they, they're a lock, but I probably don't see that happening. So it's going to be interesting. Again, I think it's going to be Georgia, Alabama, uh, Ohio State, and Oregon, the top four. And uh, it would be funny to have some video inside the uh, committee room where they're making these decisions and realize they're just flipping a coin. I don't think that's the case, but you never know. No, they're just doing like Fred did. They're the ones that get the high publicity. You put them first, second, third, and fourth because uh, Alabama's not the second best team in the country right now. I think they'll lose to Georgia in the playoff. They may lose their bowl game. They're not the same team that they were many years ago, but they don't play anybody. I'll say it again. You know, you got to play somebody to get there. And if you're beating Mercer one week and two weeks later, New Mexico State, it's not the toughest competition. I'm not so sure either, Fred, that if Ohio State and the Big Ten had to play each week with the Pac-10 crowd, that they would stay up there in the rankings like that. It just seems to me like the East Coast is overrated. They are over-talented. They are over-publicized. But uh, we'll see. We'll see. That's something we can watch. Who, who okay, will get let's get to the games this week. And let's start um... – on Sunday, Indianapolis, Buffalo, Indianapolis plus seven. Um, interesting game. Which Buffalo team is going to show up, Dennis? We've seen two different ones out there. 
I don't think it matters which one shows up. They're both going to kick the crap out of the Colts. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I tell you what, they got that wince in there, and that's probably the worst thing they ever did. But he, he can throw the ball. He got a hit last week, and then they gave it up again. Uh, no, the Buffalo Bills are back on track again. They're going to be home. Who knows what the weather will be there. Indianapolis plays in that dome, and I'm pretty sure wins can't play no matter where they play. So I think the Bills are going to roll here. The line's already moved up to seven and a half at a lot of, at a lot of spots. So I'm going to take the Bills for an easy cover. Okay, and Fred? Well, you know, obviously this has been an up-and-down season. One week uh, the Bills lose a game they shouldn't have lost. Last week, of course, they score 40-plus points. <clears throat> I don't see this as a, a one-sided game. I, I do not. Jonathan, Jonathan Taylor is nearly impossible to stop. He is the best running back right now in the National Football League. If you play fantasy, he has scored 18 points in the fantasy uh, scorebook eight, seven consecutive times. Very few running backs in the history of fantasy have ever accomplished that. So I don't, uh, I, I, I wouldn't go either way on this one. Dennis think it's going to be a lot for, for the Bills. I'm not sure. I mean, if it's bad weather, Obviously, the Bills have the advantage, but all things considered, Wentz could play a good game. They've got the wide receivers. Um, they started the season horribly, playing much better now. So I don't see this as a one-sided game. Uh, it's not a game I'd wager one way or the other, but it is a game that I, I, I think uh, the Colts will play closer than, than Dennis mentioned. Okay, Fred, we're going to stay right here with you and come up with our next game, Baltimore-Chicago. And Baltimore laying five. I've seen some five and a halfs around. Give me your handicapping uh, thoughts there. Well, uh, uh, again, the Baltimore club up and down all season long. They've had 10 days now when we get to Sunday. They're going to have that advantage. Uh, and that is an advantage. Uh, Chicago, Chicago. It all depends on uh, how a uh, rookie quarterback plays. I don't think it fields plays. Uh, I don't think there's any question about that. I'd lean toward uh, Baltimore in this one, giving the five. Uh, I saw four and a half, and I've seen five and a half. So I'm splitting the difference and saying, I, I think I'll take Baltimore uh, minus the five. Okay, Dennis. Let's make up our own numbers. <laughs> it's our show. We can. Okay. I think that I, I, I show Baltimore at six. I, I never did see him any lower than that, except for last week. Uh, the, uh, I think they're going to trend upward, too. Uh, the Bears, you don't know how well they're going to play. And everybody thinks Baltimore is one of the top teams in the league now. Baltimore has had a lot of injuries people didn't know about. And, they, and it put uh, Lamar Jackson out on a limb in some of those games. But they still pulled through. I think they're healthy now. I think the 10 days gave them time. I don't think Chicago can be any more than what they are. I don't like the Chicago coach. He can't help Fields in, in any way with his play calling. So it doesn't work for them. So in this matchup, I don't know. They look pretty easy to me this week. Uh, it's a road favorite, but I'm going to lay the ju juice and take the road favorite. Okay. And Dennis, we're going to go to a black and blue division uh, matchup. Wait, you forgot, you forgot Fred. Uh, Fred, you, what's, what's that? You forgot Fred on the Ravens and the bears. We're already disagreeing about one. I want to hear what he says about the bears. Fred, I know you're obviously very average, but I, I have to mention this now that you've thrown it back to me. The NFL has now gone for more stringent 
COVID testing rules. So folks, if you're out there wagering, maybe you wait till the end of the week. It's not gonna be you're tested twice Monday and Wednesdays uh, after the holidays. You've got to wear a mask in any meeting. Uh, and I don't know what they're gonna do with the unvaccinated, but my point is there's gonna be more players not available on Sunday. So you gotta be very cautious now. You could lose your quarterback you know, on a Saturday and, and you're gonna lose your bet. So I would wait until the end of the week based on these new COVID rules in the NFL. And I think the COVID rules are fine. I think they're great, but for the better, you better be cautious. You know, and, and to, uh, to talk about this thought, uh, if you take a look at Kirk Cousins in Minnesota, you know he is not vaccinated. Right. And kind of a knucklehead, and he could be very susceptible to picking up the COVID-19 virus. So that's great advice there. Yeah, and Rodgers was out two weeks ago with COVID, and they lost the game. And this week, Ben Roethlisberger came out at the last minute and cost everybody in the contest here that had Pittsburgh on the consensus play contest, cost them the game because they tied, so they didn't win. So those people who picked one game a week to the end, half of them lost on Pittsburgh because the line on Pittsburgh was nine. When Ben went out with his COVID, it went down to five. And uh, Fred's absolutely right. You better wait till the last minute if you're going to play any kind of big money because these lines are going to change big time as these people keep getting COVID. And what are we going to do about the unvaccinated? We're going to put them in a hole just like they do in Austria and Germany and Denmark. <laughs> okay? This is the deal. If the ones that don't die don't get to go to work. In Austria, in Denmark, in Germany, they don't get to go to work. In Italy and France, if you don't wear a mask, you don't get out of the house. So they're shutting down 30% of the population in countries like Austria and England and Germany. And 30% of people are not even going to be able to go to work. But those countries don't care anymore because they're dying. And it's even worse in Russia. And I want to say one more thing, too. I don't think anybody knows anything about science because the unvaccinated keep transmitting this virus. And every time it transmits, it variates itself into a new variant. It evolves trying to kill you. And you should understand that and take a shot. I mean, if you don't want to die, otherwise you're going to. Because nothing's going to stop the variants from changing. Nothing's going to stop. We've already got a new new COVID rush in the Northeast and uh, with all of these people and their attitudes of anti this and anti that, I don't see how it does it. You know, I just heard too that we eradicated smallpox in 1980. You know how we eradicated smallpox from the face of the earth in 1980? By vaccinations. Now, does anybody want smallpox to come back because they're not free to take a vaccination or they think they're causes of freedom to be vaccinated no and that was 1980 so from 1980 the next 40 years everybody became an idiot i mean everybody was immunized at birth everybody was vaccinated for mumps rubella and other things at birth these people talk run around not wanting to be vaccinated and especially these morons like rogers and and uh the other players kyrie irving and anybody who has any input into society, they should be chastised. They should be kicked out. At some point, they're going to have to do it that way. I noticed last night at the Golden Knights game here in Las Vegas, they don't have to be vaccinated to go to that game. Well, there ain't very many seats full. 
Okay. But you have to be vaccinated to go to the Raiders game and the Raiders still fill the place. So I don't know uh, if they don't make vaccination mandated, we're going to continue this over and over and over again. We're only halfway through this season. We missed last season. Everybody needs to get vaccinated. Okay. And, and if you don't think you don't need to get vaccinated, then just check it in because you're going to get COVID. Okay, on that bright note, we're going to take our first break. But Dennis, I agree with you all the way. And uh, I've got my uh, COVID booster yesterday from Moderna and feel a lot better. And this is something and, and if we all got together and forgot about our political beliefs and just did what's right for the country, we would be in such better shape. When we come back, we're going to talk about the Detroit Cleveland game. You're watching Football Forecast Weekly with our team of Dennis Fred, Trip, and we'll see you in just a few. Get the latest breaking news in the sports betting world. My bookie monitors and releases information pertaining to online sports books and professional football. The good as well as the bad. Welcome back to the show. Want to uh, thanks sir, uh, to the folks at my bookie and uh, Dennis, you were talking earlier before we came on the air about some of these big football contests in Vegas, and they are really kind of amazing. Can you just talk for real quick about a couple of them, the bigger shows, bigger contests? Well, uh, the Circa Sportsbook, the new one in downtown Las Vegas is really the best sportsbook in town and probably the best sportsbook you've ever seen. They have a contest where they give away a million dollars for first place and pay on down the line. You pick five games a week in that particular contest. And at the end of the day, the winner gets a million bucks. Now, just to, I wanna ask both you guys this question. After 10 weeks, I'm sitting in the circuit contest at exactly 66% win against the spread. What place do you think I'm in? Uh, I would, how many contestants in the contest? 4,400. 4,400, you're at 66%. You should be in the top 80 to 100, I would guess. Yeah, I'm in 33rd place, but who oh. knows, who else can uh, who else can hit 66% for 10 straight weeks in the NFL, picking five games a week, which is a huge profit when you're a gambler and still only be in the 33rd place in this contest. So what I'm telling you, it's the best of the best, but the other part of the circuit contest is where you pick one game a week without the spread and you can't use the same team twice. Now there's, a, and you can enter four, five, six times. The winning prize there is $8 million, $8 million for first. So last week going into the week, there were 1400 people still alive for that prize, but 690 of them had Pittsburgh. And when they put their picks in, Pittsburgh was a nine-point favorite with Ben playing. When Ben got COVID and went out of the game, the game ended in a tie. Pittsburgh did not win the game. Therefore, everybody who had them in the contest is out. So your shot at $8 million was gone because COVID took Ben Roethlisberger out of the game. So don't think it doesn't matter. Oh, it does. So let's get back to the games this Sunday. The Lions, the unluckiest team in football getting 10 versus Cleveland um Baker Mayfield should be going uh Dennis let's start with you 
Um, yeah, Baker Mayfield is going to play, and the line went from nine and a half to ten to eleven, and I don't know why on this. I'm going to help everybody out on some totals here this week, so pay attention to what I'm telling you on the totals. This game is going to go under. It went from 47 to 46 and a half for the big guys. It's down to 44 and a half now, and I think it w- they're going to run the ball. Cleveland's going to run the ball. And Detroit obviously is going to run the ball and play some defense. So under the 44 and a half is the total play on this game. Uh, Cleveland's overrated. I'm going with Detroit again. Detroit did me well last week getting the tie. It won the contest pick for me. I'm sitting in pretty good position, even though 33rd out of 4,400 isn't the top, but I still have a few weeks to go. I'm taking Detroit plus the points. Okay. And Fred. We're not sure if Jared Goff's going to go. I'm not sure if that's a positive or a negative for the line. <laughs> I, I need the folks to understand at this point, uh, it's questionable if he goes. Uh, he continues to make mistakes, uh, but last week at least they got the tie. I, I think I'd lean toward Dennis here and, and take uh, the uh, double-digit uh, points and, uh, and take the Lions. Uh, perhaps maybe they've got some uh, enthusiasm going after at least the tie. Uh, they haven't lost them all. They're not going on 117. I think I agree with Dennis and take the points there. Yeah, and it kind of tells you something. It kind of tells you something when the line on the total drops so fast and the line on the favorite moves up so fast. That kind of means it's going to be a low-scoring game, and it's hard for somebody to cover 11 points in a low-scoring game. So um, I, I'm going to stick with the underdog there, and I like to play seriously. Okay. And, Fred, to you, Houston versus Tennessee – Houston, one of the worst teams in the league, getting 10 points, and I see 10 and a half in some spots. Fred, go ahead. Why don't you handicap that game, please? Well, uh, again, if Tennessee had Henry, uh, it it would seem like a lock. He's not there, no longer a lock. I'm going to pass on the game. 10 points would be too much without Henry playing uh, for for the Titans. Um, What can you say about Houston? Certainly – I, I think at this point, uh, uh, better than they opened the season. I don't think there's any question about that. But uh, all things considered, uh, I've actually leaned toward uh, taking the points, but I, I'm going to pass on this game. Okay, yes. Uh Here's another one that I want everybody to take note of. The totals drops terrifically from 47 to 44 and a half again. Another game sitting at 44 and a half. You know the Titans are going to run the ball. You know the Texans cannot score. The under is probably the best play in the game. The Titans, however, are coming around. They have a defense. Adrian Peterson is not George, but Adrian Peterson is not over the hill either. He can hit the holes, and that's all he needs to do with that offensive line they have. So uh, I'm going to go. I'm not going to lay 10 and a half points on Tennessee at home because I don't think they're going to score as much. If if what I said in the early game, earlier game is exactly the same as this game, then I'd have to lean towards taking Houston in this game. And I think they may cover because it will be a low-scoring game. Okay, let's go to our next game, Green Bay, Minnesota. Uh, the COVID twins are quarterbacking their respective teams, Rodgers and Kirk Cousins. And right now, Green Bay minus two and a half. Um, and that number seems to uphold, but uh, you might have a more current number. 
I have it at two and a half. Another game that started at 51 down to 48 and a half. Another game that's going to go under, folks. You watch Green Bay shut out their opponent last week, and there's a reason for that. And you also watch Rodgers play what I thought was a pretty crappy game. He missed a lot of wide open throws. A good thing they weren't playing somebody who was at full strength or they wouldn't have won the game. Um, the fear of Rodgers is one of the best quarterbacks in the league, but I think he hurt his team. I think he hurt his team and I think he hurt the morale. And I think that the Minnesota Vikings are playing at the top of their game right now. I don't like cousins either. And it wouldn't it be funny if both of them had to go out next week because of COVID. Uh, I'm going to take the Minnesota Vikings here at home to win straight up. I'm going to play the under in the game also. But this might be one of my best bets of the week would be the Vikings taking the points against Green Bay. Look, uh, let's say this. Rodgers actually had COVID. He wasn't vaccinated. He didn't break through. He actually had COVID. So let me watch him a couple of weeks and see if he can come through. Because last week, he didn't do anything but make dirty looks at people and yell, <laughs> at, his, and yell at his receivers and point for him to go this way or that way. You know, and it wasn't the Rodgers of before where he just throw it and land in their hands. So let's watch it. I'm taking Minnesota. I love Minnesota. Okay. And Fred? You know, it's uh, interesting. After the game, the rule is, you have to wear a mask uh, if you're unvaccinated. If you're going to do uh, the bit with the media, he refused to wear the mask. He had to use Zoom. So he hasn't even learned anything from this. But putting that aside, second game back, he's probably going to be a whole lot better. And I have a hunch from a fantasy perspective, Randall Cobb, the guy that he pushed to come here and beg Green Bay to take him, get him, I think he's going to be throwing to Randall Cobb. I just have a hunch that the Rodgers will play a whole lot better. And uh, uh, I think a second game back, I, I think most people do. And he can't play any worse. I mean, again, he, he was playing against Russell Wilson. He'd been out a month last week. So they win 17-0. Uh, I, I'm not sure about the total. I, I really I know Dennis said it goes down. Uh, Rodgers could throw three or four touchdown passes here, just have a hunch. So, uh, again, fantasy-wise, I would take Rodgers throwing those three touchdown passes. If you like Randall Cobb, I put him in, and we'll go from there. Okay. And, Fred, we're going to keep it right here. Miami and the Jets, Miami minus three. You know, Mike White has been interesting, uh, and he's not going this week. Joe Flacco's going for the Jets, uh, to get, uh, quarterback by way of Pittsburgh, by way of Delaware. But uh, Joe Flacco is going to start for the Jets in this one. Uh, the veteran quarterback uh, uh, doesn't matter. I, 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 is going to start for Miami, and he played better than uh, Brissett last week when he came in for him. So you got uh, two questionable situations at the most important position in the National Football League. With that said, I think Miami might win here. Right? So I, I, I would, I think I would go with the club from Florida. Okay, and uh, Fred, we're going to keep it with well, you. On I didn't this get it. I, I want to chime in on this. The line started two and a half, went to three, went to three and a half. So there's something going on in the game. Uh, I think people still think Mike White is a quarterback for, for uh, the Jets. But so what Fred brought everybody is the knowledge to know that uh, he's not going to quarterback. And I think Flacco can come in and play just as well as anybody right off the bat. So I'm going to take the home team dog here. 
I think this is about four games, Fred and I disagree on this week. It's about the first time ever. Well, and, and the one thing you got to remember is Flacco, you know, he he's had a kind of up and down after he left Baltimore, but he does have a ring, and that counts for something. He's a hell of a lot better than Mike White. Okay. <laughs> so, uh, anyway, let's um, – uh, a quick thought. Uh, let's look at New Orleans – Philadelphia, New Orleans getting a point and a half. And the quarterback situation there, Dennis, is always somewhat fluid. Yes, it's fluid. And they're going to run the, the two uh, quarterbacks the way they've been doing it, I believe. Uh, the Philadelphia finally put it together. Uh, our, our fan in Philadelphia, Stephen, he uh, – texted me last week that he was going to go with the Broncos against Philadelphia. So Philadelphia slams the Broncos and here he is sitting in Philadelphia and still thinks that his team is going to get beat. I tried to talk him off of it, but he wouldn't do it. And I think that Philadelphia has turned it around now. Uh, I think the saints are look, the saints uh, it's another situation where the coach thinks he's a genius and he really isn't. Okay, and I don't think moving those quarterbacks in on different plays in different situations fool the defense whatsoever. And I think Philadelphia has found themselves. I hate to say that because for 10 weeks I said I couldn't figure them out. But now I got them figured out and they're going to win easy at home. I don't see the Saints winning many games. I don't see any really good football teams this year. I mean, Tampa Bay is now hurt and fell off, and I'm sure we'll talk about that. But we're getting to the point where these teams, between COVIDs and injuries and everything else, we're starting to see a lack of fundamentals, lack of talent, and just obscure things happening that's never happened before. Okay, and we'll take it over to Fred. I can't disagree with anything Dennis said uh, in this circumstance. I really can't. Uh, from week to week, uh, it's up and down. And uh, an example would be my two best bets last week, Sunday night game. I loved Kansas city and they win by 40. Okay, fine. Uh, Mahomes finds his way. Now, Monday, even though the Rams had lost four straight times to the 49ers, I love the Rams got clobbered 31, 10, never in the game. So my, my point is this has been like the screwiest season I can ever remember from week to week. With that said, uh, <laughs> I agree with Dennis 100% on this, uh, the outcome of this game. Okay, let's do one, one more before our, best, our next uh, break. And let's talk about the Washington football team versus the Carolina Panthers and Washington getting three and a half. Fred? Heineke played uh, spectacularly well last week. Obviously, uh, he's improved 100%. With that said, McCaffrey's back. Hunch is that Carolina wins at home. And field goal, I, yeah, I, I think I take the home team in this uh, encounter. Dennis, what do you think? Yeah, um, McCaffrey's not only back, but Cam Newton's back. Did anybody see that? I yep. mean, just in case you missed a game, Cam Newton's back. He scored a touchdown. He's going to be the quarterback for the Carolina Panthers this week. And they do have McCaffrey back. The line has already jumped to three and a half on the wise guy stores. Uh, the Panthers are going to roll here. Their defense is too good. Yes, Heineke played well last week, as good as they could play, but they just aren't good enough on the other side of the ball. Carolina has a tough defense. 
Carolina's starting to roll now. Carolina wins this game easy. Okay, we're going to take a short break. Brought to us by the folks at MyBookie, and we'll be right back. This is a review of Dennis Tobler's Now Place Your Bets by Canada Real Casino Online Service. Now Place Your Bets is a must-watch documentary for anyone interested in the world of casino and online sports betting. It is a chronicle of the dramatic rise in popularity of sports betting in the cities of Las Vegas and Atlantic City. It has now become a multi-billion dollar industry worldwide. And want to congratulate Dennis, your documentary, Now Place Your Bets, is getting some amazing reviews and uh, I, uh, I love it. I, uh, just, I learned so much and had a great time doing it. How does someone get a hold of this documentary from you? It's pretty easy now. You just go to nowplaceyourbets.com. You can either get it for your video library via Vimeo on that website, or you can even buy a DVD. I suggest you buy the souvenir DVD. It's an hour and 43 minutes of sports betting history, and it includes people like Pete Rose, Frank Collada, Jessica Davis, many of the well-known names in the sports betting industry, Buzz Daly, Norm Kelly. I, I can go on and on, but yes, it's a great movie. I would like for everybody to view it. It's on nowplaceyourbets.com. Thanks. Well, we appreciate it. Now, let's go to uh, San Francisco minus six, uh, Jacksonville, uh, six, six and a half. Jacksonville has been playing better as of late. You want me to go first? Yeah, I want you to go first. Okay, well, here's another under, boys. 47 down to 45, and I do believe this game will go under. Uh, San Francisco looked pretty good last week. I, I don't know really what had been happening to them the weeks prior, but I think that they, they kind of put it together against the Rams. And in a situation like the Monday night game with the Rams, the Rams are seven and two or something like that. And uh, uh, the 49ers are four and three or three and four or whatever they were. In a situation like that, I don't think the Rams went in there to go and play 100%. Then they also went in there to rush the passer, and San Francisco never passed. They just rushed the ball. They rushed the ball by Donald and Vaughn Miller and their tough defense. But um, a lot of times this time of the year, when a team is two or three games a lead in their division, you're not going to see them playing balls to the wall. And they're going to not cover the spread, and oftentimes they will get beat. Okay, bring me back to where we were, Tripp. Okay, well, we need Fred for a second on the uh, Niners and the Jags. Oh, I never made a selection. That's why. Yeah. I, I made the selection on the under there. Did I say that? The under. You, you did. The lines went from five and a half to six and a half back to six. So we know six is a pretty solid number there. And I'm, I'm going to take Jacksonville. I'm going to take a road favorite here. I think uh, the Rams or the 49ers coming off that happy win on Monday night have a short week, travel back east, play an early game against a team who's playing better defense. And I think they can score against San Francisco. I know the Rams didn't, but I think Jacksonville can. And I'm going to take Jacksonville at home plus the six. Okay. And Fred? I don't disagree with Dennis. I, I really don't. Garoppolo did not have to do much last week because they ran so easily against the Rams. I don't see him as a top-notch quarterback. I give Jacksonville a really good shot to cover a six-point spread at home. 
And, and again, the 49ers had to be sky high last week. They had not won a home game all season long. They knocked off the Rams four consecutive, now five consecutive times. They're not going to be as high for this one. They're probably going to think they can come in here and just win easily. But Jacksonville is a better team than they were in game one. So I think I would take the six, as Dennis indicated, and uh, take the Jags. Okay. And uh, Fred, we'll keep it right here. Cincinnati minus one uh, against Vegas. And, and this is an interesting play. <laughs> well, I, I think the real Vegas Raiders showed up uh, against Kansas City. Okay. <laughs> so considering that, I'll go with the Bengals. Burrow to throw three or four touchdown passes. So much has happened in Las Vegas with the Raiders. I've never, I never liked Al Davis, but in this case, I'm almost sorry for the other players involved from the Gruden thing to the Ruggs thing to everything else that's happening uh, to them. Dennis indicated that uh, at least the one positive is that uh, uh, the Raiders indicated to, to come into Legion Stadium, you have to be vaccinated. So that's a, 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 a lot of points, a lot of positive points. But as far as on the field of play, I think you have to go with the Bengals here. Okay, and Dennis? Yeah, what a what a crazy game. I, I believe the Bengals line will go up. The Bengals have been taking action all year, even though I haven't thought they were very good and they haven't covered very often. Um, but I've told everybody for a couple of weeks about the Raiders, and the Raiders are exactly what Fred just said. They're the Raiders of old now. Uh, they're even in worse shape, Okay. They're down to one running back now. They lost two more cornerbacks. So, and their offensive line is a mess. If you couldn't see their offensive line's a mess, then you don't know how to watch football. Also, that big, uh, uh, high, public, high publicized defensive line with the tattoo dude and those other guys on there, they didn't seem to do very well last week. And when they don't, they, you know, when they don't do it very well and stop the other team, Carr can't be on the field. I kind of felt sorry for Carr. Now he doesn't have any linemen. Now he doesn't have any running back. How is he supposed to get the ball to Waller and score enough points to win a game? I know people who bet tons of money on the Raiders winning seven games here this year, and they've won five so far, and they are scared. So that means they think the Raiders are not going to win another game this year. I might fall in that category. I'm going to take the away team, and I don't like Cincinnati. Okay. But I'm going to take them. <laughs> Dallas uh, plus two and a half at Kansas City. Um, interesting game. Should be a good one, fun one to watch. Yeah, and uh, another total, boys. So keep track of them. 52 and a half open. 56 and a half now. I see no reason why they won't both teams score 30 points. They both have practically every game this season. And Kansas City's defense is nothing to brag about. And neither is Dallas's defense. Uh, look what Denver did to them. So in what might be one of the screwiest games of the week, I'm going to take the home team Kansas City Chiefs in this game. But I do think I'm going to play the over more than anything else. Uh, I'm not going to use this as a contest pick. There's too much fluctuation here, but this should give us a good indication of how good either of these teams really are. Fred? Well, both Dak and uh, Mahomes uh, played well uh, last week uh, after five bad weeks in a row for Mahomes. Uh, maybe he's found his way. 
as Des indicated, their defense is nothing to be uh, uh, bragging about at all. So I think the over is the, the play here. I can see 65 points actually uh, scored uh, as far as uh, these two clubs are concerned. I mean, they two had both of them had such easy victories last week. It's not going to be that way this week. I can see, uh, I don't know, 35, 28, something like that. And uh, I, I think I would go over. Uh, and see what happens. And, and I think I'd lean toward the Chiefs also at home because Mahomes, to me, when he's Mahomes, is one of the top two or three quarterbacks in the National Football League. Prescott, slightly below that. He's good, but I don't think he's the same class as Mahomes when they're both at their top level. So I'm going to take the over and lean toward the Chiefs at home. Okay. And Fred, Arizona at Seattle, Arizona minus two and a half. All right, everybody's going to be shocked here. I love Seattle. Russell Wilson, maybe the smartest quarterback in the National Football League. He got shut out for the first time in his career last week, and I'm talking at North Carolina State, at Wisconsin, and, and last week he got shut out 17-0 by the Packers. I see Wilson throwing four touchdown passes, more, maybe more. He's got the wide receivers, Lockett and Metcalf. Uh, he's got the tight ends who catch the ball in Everett and Disley. Um, Arizona, the question is Murray. Uh, at this point, he's probably not going to play. Um, I think uh, they've got to buy next week. So from Arizona's perspective, maybe you sit the quarterback out, basically give him two more weeks to get ready to play the last part of the season. So I'm going to take Seattle, and uh, people are going to say, Seattle? Yeah, I'm going to take uh, the Seahawks in this one. Okay, and Dennis? Well, after the first half of the show of disagreeing on everything, we agree on everything in the second half of the show because uh, the, the fact of the matter was last week, Russell Wilson came back too soon. You can't have an operation on your finger, have a pin put in it on your throwing hand, then have that pin taken out and play within three weeks. Okay, you just can't do it. My wife's a registered nurse for 40 years and she told me it can't be done and it couldn't be done. Russell could not throw the ball. He better improve this week if they are going to win the game. I was a little disappointed in uh, Seattle's defense, too, but I do think it was a wild game. The Cardinals are another one of these situations where they're on top, and he's right. They're going to rest Murray, and then they're going to take their bye, and then when they come back, they're going to be full bore to the wire. So in this situation, it's a situational play, and we get the best of it because Arizona's a two-and-a-half-point road favorite here, and hardly anyone wins in Seattle anyway. So if we can get Seattle at two and a half under a field goal or plus two and a half, we're certainly in good spot here because they should win the game straight up two and a half on the uh, money line. If you get plus two and a half on the money line, you can get plus 115 plus 120 on your maybe plus 130 on your money line wager on Seattle. And that's the way to go in this game. Murray's not going to play. Russell's going to play better. Seattle has to win. And Arizona don't. Seattle. And, and the other thing, Dennis, is that stadium is incredibly loud. When they pack that place, it gives the Seahawks a pretty good home field advantage. Right. They got a big home field advantage there. And once again, Arizona don't need to win this game. Okay. It's not going to hurt them. And Pittsburgh and the Chargers. Pittsburgh getting five and a half. Uh, Interesting game here. Pittsburgh playing better as of late, but Big Ben the story. Well, Big Ben may or may not play this week. It's another week that we don't know. 
And uh, the line opened at three and a half on the Chargers, went to four, went to five, and went to five and a half. So it's already skipped the key numbers of three and four, and it's headed up to six. So in this situation here, I'm going to play the Chargers. I mean, one they're going to put together a good game sometime, right, Fred? <laughs> I mean, uh, that fantastic quarterback, uh, Herbert, he's going to sometime throw some passes into the end zone for scores. And it better be this week against the beaten down Pittsburgh team who has to play again on on uh, the Sunday night game. I think the Chargers are are ready to to bust out here, and I think they can bust out. I don't think Pittsburgh can score. You know, I don't think they can score much. I think an underplay here would be good too. But I'm going to take the Chargers as long as the number hovers under six. Hey, and Fred. Herbert's uh, played only average three of the last four times out. Uh, he played one solid game in, in, in the middle of that. Uh, I presume he'll play much better here. Uh, he should. Uh, but Bowles is out for the Chargers. With that said, or he might be out for the Chargers. With that said, uh, I'll take uh, Los Angeles, the Chargers, uh, uh, minus the points. Uh, again, Big Ben's had his moments this year, but my heart tells me he's just about done. Um, and the Chargers will play better than they have in recent uh, games. So I'll, I'll take the Chargers and take the points. Okay. And Fred, one game left, the Monday night game, the Giants uh, versus Tampa Bay. The Giants getting 11. And that's a big number. <laughs> well, the Bucks can't play as poorly as they did last week. We don't know if Gronk's going to play. Um, going to make a, a major difference as far as that is concerned. But, you know, people have been, and folks, take a look. If you got ESPN Plus, take a look at the uh, documentary uh, on Tom Brady. He has this way of always winning. Uh, so based on that, I, I, I see a lot of points in this game, actually. I, and I think Brady was playing much better than he did last week. He threw the interception. That's not going to happen again. Giants are better than they were early on. There's no way it couldn't be much worse. Uh, I think a lot of points will be scored. I'm not going to give the 11 because I have that rule that I just won't do it. But uh, I'm leaning toward uh, Tampa Bay to have a big, big uh, uh, night uh, on Monday. Okay, and Dennis. Well, uh, I'm not so sure Tampa Bay can play any better than they did last week because they're awfully hurt. And they couldn't keep the ball away from the other team's offense. And Brady couldn't stay on the field. And also, I want to mention something else. How many back-to-back -back Super Bowl champs have we had in recent years? Maybe one time. I mean, they don't go back-to-back. -back. And I'm telling you, he went there and Gronk went there. They won their Super Bowl. And there's no way they have the incentive they have this year that they had last year. And there's no way everybody on that team has the same incentive that they had last year. And double digit favorites is far too many points in a game with a decently played running game and a decent defense against them. I don't think Brady is going to show that much the rest of the year. And, you know, that's what successful gamblers do. They see into the future. I think Brady is perfectly happy with what he's got. They know they're going to make the playoffs. If he doesn't win the Super Bowl this year, he's not going to divorce his wife and move to China. <laughs> I don't remember that ever coming up, but uh, you, you have better antennae than I do. Well, 
Brad probably knows more. <laughs> okay. Well, guys, as usual, a lot of fun. I want to thank uh, Lee Spencer. Lee puts this all together each week and does a fabulous job and a lot of fun to work with. And Dennis, if someone wants to get a hold of you and get some advice, what, uh, what's the best way to do that? Well, first of all, let's uh, let's uh, thank David Brunner for getting us on DBNA television stream. That was a great, great promo he had last week, and and the show was watched by a lot of people. This next week on Thanksgiving, we should mention to the people that we're going to come out a day early so we can cover the Thanksgiving Day games for everybody too. So that's that's what we need to to pass on to the people. We'll be back next week, and we'll be back in time for Thanksgiving. In the, in the meantime, if you'd like to get in on the hedge fund activity, if you'd like to get in on any of the contests, if you need a winner to get out on Monday night, give us a call, 1-888-1-888-604-6863. That's 888-604-6863. And Dennis, I appreciate it. And Fred, you are a hell of a guy. I've got to go back to St. Louis next weekend, and you're loaning me your your citation to fly back. Fred, that goes above and beyond the call of duty. Thank you so much. Well, you, you know, it's really not that. I hate flying. So anything <laughs> that I have, anything to do with flying, you can have, you know, when we used to work together, I used to fly in every week. Uh, and I, I flew in a lot to, to Las Vegas. And that's the shortest flight you can have, like 40, 45 minutes. I hated that. So if you ask me if I want to go into space, no. But I will be back here next week on uh, Football Forecast Week. Well, Great. that's all we can ask. <laughs> for Fred Wallen and Dennis Tobler, I'm Trent Mitchell. Thank you so much for watching. And as Dennis said, we're going to be uh, uploading early next week so we can get you some great information on the full slate of Thanksgiving NFL games. And we've had a lot of fun. want to thank everyone for watching. And let us know what you think of the show. And we'll read some sample emails on the air. On the air. So we'll see you next time. Have a very profitable week. Thank you for listening to Football Forecast Weekly, an affiliate of TSI Network. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every goal, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a game-winning goal in the final seconds of overtime or a shot on the goal in the first period. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply.